0: Welcome to the Mountain Park Church Podcast. We're excited to share this week's message with you. Our mission is to allow God to work in and through us, and we'd love to hear your story of how God has been working in or through you. Email us at mystory@mp.church at and tell us how God has been working in and through you.
1: I'm excited to get to kind of finish out this series we've been in called be strong and we've been leading through this i was actually really really pumped the morning that we had the ice storm i was so so ready to preach and then it was like church was canceled and i was like no so i've been waiting for the last 2 weeks and i feel like kind of one of those pull toys like my brothers had when we were kids that's been like pulled back and pulled back and pulled back and that engine is just like ready to go i feel pretty excited about this this morning and I just wanted to start by sharing a story with you from our trip earlier this year when we went to Africa on the missions trip. Many of you have heard me talk about that in the past, but um, after we were in Africa, we actually spent a couple of days in Germany, and we were there to meet two couples who were starting a church and a ministry there in Germany, and we were just getting to know their town. Um, They were in a town called Dortmund, that's City, actually. And um, so we went on walks for those few days that we were there, and we walked around this city in Germany, and we got to see many of the sites, and we were praying over the streets. We went and we prayed in front of a church in some different places. And at one point, we ended up in this really old church, beautiful church building that had been... Um, Partly renovated, it had a beautiful modern lobby with elevators, and it was it was a very cool mix between the very very old and the new. It was this great building that we were in, and Andrew tried out this great big pulpit that was like it was like one of those you know, and he he pretended he was preaching up there. We were having fun, and someone said, "Hey, we should walk to the top of the bell tower. There's a really great view, and we could pray over the city from the top of the tower." And we're all like, great. And I'm looking at the back at the elevators. I'm like, awesome. I'm ready to go to the top of the bell tower. And then the lady takes us around the corner to this tiny little old stone door. And I'm like, they have elevators in there? Okay. And I realize that we're actually not taking elevators to the top of this church steeple. We are walking. We are taking the stairs. And it was, it was like... It kind of felt like, almost like additions because we went up this tiny little spiral stairwell and I'm like, well, I can make this. I can see the top of that. And then the door would open and there'd be like a bigger room with stairs that went up in that room. And I'm like, I can handle this, I got this, okay. And um, I don't know if any of you were following Andrew's Instagram back in those days, But there was an Instagram story of like his feet going up the stairs and he's going, we're going to the top. It was kind of like when he was doing announcements this morning. We're going to the top of the stairs. And that's exactly how I felt. But I'm with all these people and I want to be really cool, right? And act like I'm fit. So I'm trying to pretend like I can make it to the top of the stairs. And we keep coming to more and more steps and more and more stairs. And I'm like, I'm... and I can't do this anymore, and I'm starting to think, like, I don't even want to be up here anymore. So we get to this part that feels like it's the last part, and you can see the bell, and and then everyone's, I'm like, maybe I'll just wait here, and they're like, yeah, but it's almost like on the hour, and the bell's going to ring, and you don't want to be here when the bell rings. I'm like, no, I don't. Okay, so I'm going to keep walking (laughs) up the stairs, and I had let them all go ahead of me. I was just, you know, pacing myself. You know, you get to that point where you're just pacing yourself. You're like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. And we get to the top and they're all like out on this this balcony thing walking around already. And something kicked in for me. It's not fear, so don't try to come and cast something out of me after the service. It's actually something a lot of people don't have. It's called common sense. And when a building has been built in like 1804 and has a rickety little... they call a railing. It may not be safe to go out there. And so I got, I finally got to the top of the stairs and there was a beautiful view out the door, but I was not going out that door. And they're all like, come on, we're going to get a picture. I'm like, I'm good right here. Actually, thanks very much. I have something you all obviously don't have and I'm just going to stay right here. And, And what I've learned is that I kind of have a selective fear of heights. Like, I've stood on that glass floor at the top of Chicago and looked down at the street. I felt safe. Grand Canyon, not going anywhere near the side of that thing. Like, I have this selective feeling for fear of heights, and it kicked in that day. And I didn't really get to see what we had gone up there to see. But there was a beautiful view at the top of those stairs. And I've had the opportunity in my life to climb stairs, to climb the steps of all kinds of monuments and buildings around the world. I've climbed steps to the tops of mountains. I've climbed steps to the tops of buildings and looked out of castles and churches around the world. I climbed the steps to the top of what they call the eye in the sky in Utah. Over the red rock, I've seen some beautiful things. And as I was preparing this message today, I felt like God said, I have some beautiful things that I want to show you for your life. For each and every person in this place, there is a wonderful view for your life that God wants to show you. There's places he wants to take you and things he wants to do with your life that you haven't even thought about yet. There's something he wants to show you for your life, but there's only one way to get there. You've got to take the steps. Psalms 37:23 says the steps of a man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. God has ordered some steps for your life. Nothing happens by chance. I used to think that God was kind of making it up as he was going. God has ordered steps for my life and he's ordered steps for your life. He has put some things in place, some steps that we have to take and we're not able to skip steps. We've got to take every step that he puts in front of us. When I was young, I used to like to run up the steps. I would take two or three of them at, the, at a time. Get all, you know, out of my way, old lady. I'm moving and now I'm that old lady who's learned that it's a lot safer if I just take one step at a time. We can't skip steps in the process that God's laid out for us. He has ordered steps for our lives. I really got caught by this this last week when I was preparing this. He has ordered steps for our life. Nothing happens by chance. Nothing just happens. And I believe God showed us how he orders steps when he created the world. It says he created um, the heavens and the earth. And it was good, but it was just one step in the process. And then He called forth light, and it was good, and he rested, but it was just one more step in the process. And he separated the waters and created the atmosphere. And it was good, but it was just one more step. And then he called forth land and vegetation and animals, and he finally placed man there. And I believe that God wanted to create man as his crowning achievement, but he had to take some steps to prepare an environment and a place that was safe and protective for man to thrive in. He was showing us that there's some steps. There's something amazing he wants to do with your life, but there's going to take some steps that he's ordered for you to get there. And there's things that he wants to build into our lives so that we have the capacity to handle where he's taking us. There's some things that he needs to do inside of us so that when we get to the next step, we're able to handle what he's giving us, the blessing he's giving us, the tasks he's giving us, the authority and anointing he's giving us. But we've got to get what we need in this step in order to move to the next step. And we have to be faithful to do what God is asking us to do in this step and learn the lessons he's asking us to learn in this step before we can move to the next one. And there's no way that we can expedite the process. He's just got to do his good work in us. But we can slow it down through our disobedience and rebellion to actually walk faithfully in the steps that he has ordered for us. Oftentimes, God wants to give us a vision of where he's taking us. And we talked about this last Sunday night at worship night. He often wants to give you a picture of where he wants to take you so you've got something to hold on to in faith while you're walking through the steps. I believe he wants to give you a vision for your life. It says in 2 Corinthians, I believe it's 2 Corinthians, you can throw that scripture up. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10, it says... That no eye has seen and no ear has heard. No heart has imagined what God has in store for those who love him. But he has revealed them to us by his spirit. He wants to reveal to you those things. He doesn't want to keep them a secret from you. He doesn't want you to not know where he's taking you. When I was 19 years old and I walked out of four ish years of rebellion in my life and I came and I knelt at an altar like this God gave me a vision of where he was going to take me and I saw this I saw myself standing on a stage talking to people but I was 19 years old and I had to get here the same way that everybody else gets here I had to take the steps I had to walk through some steps in my life so that he could get some things out of my life, some fears and insecurities. I had to walk through the steps so he could teach me to be faithful. I had to walk through the steps so he could build my capacity and make me strong so that I could stand. When people criticize me and when people say women shouldn't be in the pulpit, I've got something to stand on because I've been through the steps that God ordered for me to lead me to this place. We have to walk through the steps. He wants to do something amazing in your life. But we have to be faithful as we walk through the steps to allow him to build what he wants to build so he can give us what he wants to give us. Am I making sense today? There are some steps that God has ordered for your life. And if you don't have that vision of where he's taking you, I want to challenge you to pray and ask him to reveal it. He says he does reveal those things by his spirit. He will kind of peel back the curtain for us and give us a glimpse of where he's leading us and taking us because there's gonna be times when you're really gonna have to hold on to that by faith and say, God, you said, and I trust you, and I believe it, and it's hard right now, and my circumstances don't look like I'm ever gonna get there, but I trust in you, and I believe in you, and I know you're taking me somewhere because you showed me. Abraham had a promise that he was going to be the father of many nations, but he had to wait a long time to see that promise fulfilled. Noah had blueprints for something that no one had ever built before, and he began building, but it was a long time before he saw the floods come. Moses had an encounter with God that set him up to be the leader he was called to be, but he had to walk through the steps with the children of Israel. David was anointed and set apart as king. And he went back to the fields to take care of the sheep. Because it wasn't time yet. He had to walk through some things. He had to go through some steps before he became the man God had called him to be. And just like me, Joseph was a young man who had a dream. But he was sold into slavery and he had to walk through some steps before he saw that dream fulfilled. And often that dream is fulfilled in our lives in ways we could never imagine. Ways we would never pick. Ways we would never expect. But God makes it happen his way. Because he's ordered the steps. It's our job then to be faithful. It's our job to be faithful in every step of the way, to learn the lesson that he wants to teach us, to grasp what it is he wants to do in our lives, to apply his word, to do the work that he's asking us to do in that season and be faithful in that season so he can do his good work in us. And I think some people think being faithful is like, well, I go to church, so I'm faithful. Or I go to church and I tithe, so I'm really faithful, right? Faithfulness isn't about one thing. It's about everything. You can't say that you're faithful if you're only faithful in one area of your life. Faithful people are faithful in everything. Because they're faithful in their heart. It's an attitude of the heart that's turned towards God and says, I want everything that you have for me. Even if it's hard, even if it's difficult sometimes to walk through what you're asking me to walk through, I want it all and my heart is turned to you and I'm faithful and even though I don't want to today, I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna be faithful and I'm gonna go to sleep and I'm gonna get up the next day and I'm gonna be faithful, why? Because I know you're doing something in me and I know you're taking me somewhere and I can't wait to see it but I'm gonna be faithful and I'm going to praise you on the steps as I'm walking to where you're taking me because there's something that you're doing in my life that's so much better. It's so much greater. If it was up to me, I would have leapt right onto the stage when I was 19, but there's things God needed to do in my life first. That's his protection. He doesn't take us somewhere we're not ready to handle yet. That's his protection in our life because if we couldn't handle the blessing... That's what the story of the prodigal is about. He asked for his blessing long before he was ready to take it. And he went out and he squandered it because he hadn't gone through the proper steps. And his heart wasn't ready to take the blessing that was coming to him. God wants to do something so great in you so that he can do something amazing through you. You are valuable to him. He wants to use you in his kingdom. But you got to take the steps that were ordered for your life in order to get to where he wants you to go. Are you still here with me this morning? Jesus never skipped a step. Jesus gave up his divinity and he was born of a woman. In humanity. That was step number one. The Bible says that Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and men. It says he learned to be obedient through the things that he suffered, he had to walk through some steps. Jesus counted himself among sinners and walked out to be baptized by John. He was filled with the spirit and the spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted of the enemy. He had to walk through those steps and he never missed one. And the enemy said to him, come on up here, I want to show you something. I want to show you the kingdoms of this world. I want to show you something that I can give to you. I can make you ruler over all these kingdoms. You know what that was? The enemy was trying to get him to skip some steps. And Jesus said, no, I serve God and God alone. And if he's got more steps for me, I'm going to walk through them. I'm not going to take any shortcuts because I know it's not good for me. I'm not going to be able to handle it in the end. Jesus took every single step he had to take. When he fed the 5,000, the Bible says that they came and they, they wanted to crown him king. They sought him out because they wanted to crown him king after he fed them. And it says Jesus slipped away and he went out where? In the wilderness where he prayed where he met with the father because it wasn't time yet. You can't crown me yet because I haven't been to the cross yet. There's a step that I have to take before you can crown me king. And he was unwilling to let anyone get in the way or stop him from the steps that God had ordained for him to walk in and once he was finished all of the steps he cried out it's finished and it was done. His journey here was complete because he took every single step he needed to take to get there. He was faithful and obedient with everything the Father gave him to do. And if Jesus didn't skip any steps, I certainly can't skip any either. I want everything God has for me. But I understand that I have to take the steps to get there. I can't skip things. I can't expedite the process, just because I want to, I have to be faithful, and faithfulness is not about talent, it's not about how much you have, it's not about your resources, and it's not even about where you are in the journey. Faithfulness is a choice, and if you're unable to make it in the step you're in now, if you're unable to make it with what you have right now, you won't be able to make it when you have more, and so it's the grace of God that keeps you from moving forward until you learn to be faithful with what you have now. God is good. He's not going to give us anything that we can't handle. But I certainly want to learn my lesson at every step of the way. So that I can walk in everything that God has ordained and planned for my life. In the Old Testament, God said, I'm giving you a choice. He laid out all blessing in front of the Israelites, and he said, but you have a choice. You have a choice to walk in it and be blessed, or you have a choice to walk away from it and be cursed. It's just how it is. And if God has ordered steps for your life, you better believe so has the enemy. And he has ordered some steps that he would love for you to take. And although God has us on one path, the enemy would love for us to take a couple of steps just off course and be on his path. A selfish path, a rebellious path, an unfaithful path. Have you ever noticed that when God's trying to teach you something, you never really get past that until you learn the lesson? Like if you don't learn it with Susie, Karen's gonna come along, right? You gotta learn those lessons. You gotta work this stuff out in your life, and it's a choice that God puts in front of us every day. And when we are faithful, he is faithful. Oh, you wouldn't believe what the Bible says about what God does for the steps of a righteous man. You can start to throw some of those scriptures up on the screen. It says that he took me out of the miry clay and he set my feet on the rock. He's put me on a firm foundation. My feet stand on level ground. My heart might want to plan my way, but the Lord directs my steps. He keeps my feet from slipping. And even if I start to slip, he's not going to let me fall because he's my protector and he does not slumber. His law is in my heart and so my steps do not falter. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delight in him. And though I may stumble, I'm not going to fall for the Lord holds me up with his hand. I was young and now I'm old but I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his descendants begging for bread. God is good. He guards and protects the steps of his faithful ones. The wicked may perish because they Try to do it in their own strength, but they're not going to prevail, and his word. It illuminates the path that he has for us. Sometimes you think it's hard to see the path that he has for you. Get in his word. It says it's a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. He doesn't want you to stumble. He's doing everything he can to help you walk the steps that he's ordered for your life. He's doing everything he can. He's got you by the hand. He's saying, come on, we can do this together. I know it's not always easy, but I'm here with you and I'm not going to let you fall. I'm not going to let you fall. He's faithful. Even when I'm not faithful. Even when I don't get it all right. He's faithful. He's always been faithful to me. When I was 19 and I knelt down at the altar, I had been on the front row of church my entire life. And God said, I'm taking you there. But I had to take every step that it would take to get there. It was nearly 25 years of walking faithfully through the steps that God had put in front of me. The first one, the first step I took in my life was I went to Bible school. And I moved to St. Catharines, and I got a part-time job at a ministry in St. Catharines, and I started in Bible school. I did a two-year program there. And one of the things that they they did with students, I don't know if you're not familiar with Bible schools and stuff like this. They give you jobs to do. Jobs that you don't like to do. They're not like preaching jobs. They give you jobs like you're going to wash the windows every week. That was my job. I didn't like my job because I wanted to be there. And I didn't think washing the windows was fun or glamorous or anybody cared that the windows had fingerprints on them. I was 20. I couldn't care less. But I had someone in my life who said, Brenda, if you can't be faithful with this, because I I didn't show up. I'll be honest. I didn't do my job a couple of times. But I had someone who was loving and kind and said, Brenda, if you can't do this, God's not going to be able to trust you with anything else. If you can't wash the windows in the church, you'll never speak to his people. And I'm so grateful for the people that God put around me who taught me to be faithful with the little that was put in front of me. And by the time I graduated Bible school, I was married. That was a step all on its own. And a good one. He was sitting beside me in Bible school. You know, we were just looking at each other. It was great. So by the time I graduated Bible school, I was married and I was pregnant with my son. First of four kids, that was another step. And God said, I love you, but I want you to lay those dreams on a shelf. And I want you to stay home with your four kids. I don't like kids. Can I just say that right off the bat? (laughs) I don't. I like my own now that they're grown up. They're awesome. I was not like that motherly, like, oh, you know, my daughter, Lexi, she's like that. Give her all your kids. She's amazing. Don't leave them with me. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, I've learned to be really good. So God God said you're going to stay on this step for a while. And I want you to trust me with that dream. And I want you to trust me with where I'm taking you. But for this step, you're staying home with your kids. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. If I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom, I'm going to be the best stay-at-home mom. Right? There was no Pinterest in those days, thank goodness, but I was doing everything I could do to provide a safe home for my kids to grow up in because it's what God had called me to do in that season, and the only thing I felt like I could do in that season to serve the church was to be in the kids' ministry because that's where my kids were, so I decided that's what I'm going to do, and again, I didn't like it. Can I be honest? I didn't like kids ministry. I went in with the babies because I thought, you know, I can at least rock a baby. That's easy, right? So I went in with the babies and I spent 15 years rocking people's babies so they could come and enjoy services. And I didn't always like it. I'm just not going to look at anybody because someone's going to think I'm preaching to them this morning and I'm not. I didn't like it. There was mornings when I woke up and I thought, it's Sunday. Oh, I'm on the schedule today. I don't get to go to church. But God was working in my heart, and he was teaching me to be faithful with what he had put in front of me. And I would go in, and I'd have to adjust my attitude sometimes, and I'd have to just go and do it because I was on the schedule. And because I knew that people were counting on me. Leaders were counting on me. Moms were counting on me. And so I needed to go and be faithful in this season because God was also counting on me to do what he had called me to do faithfully on this step so that he could take me to the next one. And when the next one came, I have to be honest, I had become so comfortable in this step, I almost tripped going to the next one. I didn't know how to take it. It had been 15 years of raising kids and holding babies. I thought I was old and washed up and worn out. I thought the dreams God had put on my heart were maybe just a distant memory. And He said, Get your ordination papers in order. I'm about to do something. I was on the floor of my basement. In my gym, I kind of fell off. I I say I fell off. I kind of jump off the treadmill or whatever I'm on when God speaks to me. And I end up on the floor in a hump. There's a stain on the carpet where I cried my face off before the Lord. I said, really? That's what you want me to do next? He said, yep. You just wait. I'm gonna open some doors. And I started working in church administration. I started with 10 hours a week, being someone's assistant, assisting someone who was doing all the things I really wanted to do. And I was photocopying the bulletin and, you know, doing all those fun things in administration. But I loved it because it was the next step. And then one day, someone noticed. And they said, we have a pastoral position. Would you like to step into that? I never applied for a job. I never asked for anything. God just opened doors when it was time for them to be open. And he moved me to the next step when it was time to go to the next step because I was faithful with where he had put me and what he had asked me to do in every season. I was faithful. We don't get where we're going and where God wants to take us without taking the steps he has ordered for us to get there. If you try to skip the steps, if you try to expedite the process, you're going to fall flat on your face. You can't skip what God wants to do in your life. You have to be faithful where he's placed you right now and hold on in faith and trust that he's got more. And can I tell you something? He's always got more. This is the step that I'm on right now. But I know God has more for my future. I'm still breathing. I'm still ready to go. So I know there's something more that God wants to do. And I believe there's more God wants to do in your life too. Paul said this in Philippians 3. Starting in verse 12, he said this, and I love this attitude of these steps and this order for our lives. It's not that I've already obtained all this or have already arrived at the goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold hold of me. You know there's something that Christ has taken a hold of you for. He wants to partner with you and work with you in his kingdom. He took a hold of your life for a purpose and a reason. It may not be the same reason he took a hold of my life, but he took a hold of your life for a reason. There's something he wants to do in you. There's something he wants to do through you. I believe there's people sitting here whose God has put a dream on your heart that no one's ever done and you've never seen it accomplished and you don't know how it'll happen. But God has steps ordered for you. He's arranged it. He's taken a hold of you for something. I want to press forward and press on to take hold of that for which Christ has taken hold of me. I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. I'm not there yet, but here's one thing I do. Forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenly word in Christ Jesus. And in the end, Paul was able to say, I have run my race. I finished my course. I did everything he called me to do. I stepped up when he asked me to step up. I was faithful when he asked me to be faithful. I washed windows if that's what needed to be done because I just wanted to be a part of what God was doing and be a part of his kingdom and his work and his activity. So God, I'll do whatever you put in front of me. I'll do whatever I need to do in this step to be faithful because I know you've got more. I've seen a glimpse of it. I've seen a little bit of what you want to do in my life. I've seen a glimpse of what you could do through other people's lives and I want it and I'm pressing on and I'm not giving up until I get to the next step. I'm not giving up until I see what you're doing in my life. And I'm not giving up till I come to the place where I'm able to say it is good. Even if it doesn't feel good. Even if I don't like it. Even if I don't like where I've ended up right now. It's good because God's at work in me. It's good. It's good. And I feel like this is really what God put on my heart to say today is that there's people here today who's standing on a step and you don't necessarily like the step you're standing on and you don't necessarily like the circumstance you're in or what God is asking you to be faithful with right now. If you're honest, this is a hard step. This is a scary step. This is a step you never imagined. This is a step you would have never put in front of yourself, but you're on a step. And I feel like what God was saying to me as I was preparing this message is that there's people who need to stand up and say, this step, it's good. Even though I don't like it, even though I'm not happy with how things have turned out, even though I'd rather be somewhere else, this step is good because of what God is working out in my life because of it. I'm just going to ask, I'm actually going to ask Liz if she'd come back on the keys just for a second and we're going to close out the service. But I just really feel like God wants to show you today and maybe he has been through the message, but I believe he just wants to show you today that where you're at, it's good. Some of you, you're okay with that. It feels good, it looks good, you know it's good. But some of you are in such a tough situation you're on a hard step when jesus was confronted by those people who wanted to crown him king before it was his time he drew away and we know when he drew away from the crowds and he went somewhere alone it was because he needed to be realigned with the father he needed just to be realigned in that place where he knew yes god i remember what you've called me for i remember what you're doing in my life. I remember why you laid a hold of my life and what it is you wanna do, I remember. Sometimes we just need to come back into his presence so we can remember. It gets crazy out in our world, in our life, and we get busy, but sometimes we just need to come back and remember what we have been called for and remember the dreams that he's put in our heart and remember, okay, I'm just, I'm not there yet, but I'm on a step, I'm on a step. And I'm being as faithful as I can on this step right now. And I know it won't last forever. It's a step.
0: We hope that you are challenged and inspired by what you heard today and that you're willing to allow God to work in and through your life in bigger ways this week. We'd love to stay connected with you on social media, facebook.com slash mountainparkchurch and instagram.com slash mountainparkchurch Finally, if you have a story of how God has been working in and through you we'd love to hear it Just email us at mystory at mp.church and tell us how God has been working in your life lately